Welcome to the Interest in Health and Safety podcast, making health and safety as important as everything else we do in business. Hi there. Welcome to the Interest in Health and Safety podcast. Um, today, I want to talk to you about um, back confined spaces. Um, not every site has got confined spaces, but those that have need to have some really good control in place if people are going to go inside the confined spaces to do any kind of maintenance, do any kind of repair. Now, there's a number of things that you need to think about before allowing people into confined spaces, and that's, you know, you're going to be looking at things like access, you're going to be looking at uh, testing the atmosphere, you're going to be ch- making sure that the, the environment that the people are going into is properly isolated so that the equipment won't start, so there won't be an ingress of material. And also you need to be thinking about the job that the people are doing inside the confined space because the job themselves could actually affect it and turn it into something that's hazardous. So if you're, if you're a confined space, if you're just going to do a check, there may not be too much of a problem. But if you're going to go in and do some maintenance or do some something that could affect the atmosphere, then all of a sudden there's a lot more control that needs to be put into place, you know, with things like breathing apparatus, maybe checking of the, uh, checking of the atmosphere, things like that. So, so you know, having that, uh, having that awareness beforehand is quite important. But what I want to talk about is a bit that sometimes gets overlooked. And a bit that gets overlooked is, is the emergency rescue side of things. And sometimes people can get a little bit blasé about it. And, and, and what I found in my experience is that, uh, is that the confined space entry and confined space rescue is something that isn't really practiced, isn't, uh, you know, isn't something that is regularly looked at. And so, so people are expected to get it right, you know, when something's gone wrong. You know, when there's a little bit of pressure there, when people are feeling a strain a little bit, they're, uh, you know, they're having to, um, you know, they're having to, um, get it right, get it exactly right. And that can be an issue. So, so I've got a few little things I want you to think about. And the first thing is, is, is have you got a plan? Okay. So, so make sure that you've got an emergency rescue plan for the, uh, for the confined space. You want to make sure that the people that are involved in the rescue are trained, competent, and they've also got an understanding of the equipment that they're going to be using. Uh, it could be some kind of some kind of winch. It could be a, a schedule, like a, a little mini stretcher. Um, you know, there's a number of access uh, access devices that uh, that you know, need to be thinking about. You want to make sure that the people are trained, they're competent, um, and you want to make sure that, they, that what they're doing is they, they've practiced it. And um, and you want to make sure that the 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 rescue equipment is appropriate for the environment that uh, that people are working in. And what I really mean by there is, is is I was on a site today, and um and we had a bit of a look uh, at one of their confined spaces. And they had a they had a door in the back of a in the back of a chute that was underneath a, a piece of plant that processed the machinery. And they ca- they have to go inside and they have to do some some cleaning. They have to clean out the. Uh, uh, the equipment and um, and the door that they go through is fine for somebody who's, who's, who's fit and healthy and can walk. But but if you put them into that stretcher and and you tried to get them out because the walkway that they were coming out of was so narrow that in actual fact to get the to get the stretcher out you were having them to suspend them over this drop of I don't know maybe eight or ten meters. So the actual the actual rescue itself was starting to become starting to become a a hazard you know so so you know what we've done is we've gone round we've gone round with the uh, with the with the company today and we've had a bit of a look you know we've had a look at their confined spaces we've had a look at um, and put, put some categorization to them you know which ones are, are significant you know which ones have got awkward access which ones are which ones are are, are not too bad the access isn't is, is fine and then what we've also done is we said, right, well, let's actually start to pull together the rescue plan and let's start to, to pre-think about what it is that you need to do 
to make sure that you can affect the rescue in a, in a quick, simple and safe way. And also what we've done is we said, and let's, let's make sure that the equipment that the people need or the, the, whatever modification you need to make to the plant on the day whilst the person is in that confined space is actually done before they enter the confined space. So on one of the pieces of kit, it's easier if, if it's like a screen and, uh, and, and if they take a couple of the mats up, and actually, and actually, you you actually go out through the equipment to get it, to get out. It's a lot easier to do that than trying to go out through this very very small access that's at the back of the piece of equipment. So again, it's about saying right, okay, next time we go into that confined space, we're not going to use the back hatch. We might have it open for ventilation, but we're not going to use it for access. We're going to come in down through the middle of the plant, um, which means actually taking the taking the screen mats off beforehand. So so it's about pre planning. But also, if you if you want to use something like a uh, say a, a ratchet or something like that to to get the to get the person rescued, what are you going to connect it to? Because you don't want to you know you don't want to be looking at the time that the person's struggling and the person is down in the bottom of the confined space and think right where am I going to put this ratchet? Where am I going to put this strap? And find that it doesn't quite work. You're far better looking at it on, when when it's quiet on a day like today when there's no pressure on. Go out into the workplace, have a look at your confined space. Have a look at your entry and actually say, if we were going to rescue somebody from this uh, from this confined space and we were going to use some kind of a ratchet system, some kind of a tripod or something like that, where are we going to put it? And, you know, what do we need to connect it to? How are we going to get it in place in a way that is going to allow us to, to get this person rescued quickly, efficiently and safely? You know, so... Um, you know, what you want to do is uh, is just systematically work your way through your site, through your process. Have a look at the individual confined spaces. This isn't a one-size-fits-all approach. You need to look at each of the individual confined spaces on an on a individual basis and actually look at the access, look at, look at how you're going to make the, uh, the rescue, look at where you want to be positioning the rescue equipment, you want to be looking at the training and the competence of the people that are going to be involved in the uh, in the rescue, and you want to practice. You know, and you want to practice the process time and time again until you get really good at it. And once you're really good at it, then you want to practice a little bit more. So, you know, there's a number of things to think about there. Hey, you know, confined space entry is a real specialist. Um, is a real specialist uh, activity. You know, so you know you may need to get some uh, specialist support to, uh, you know, to help you. I know, I know the Mines Rescue do, uh, you know, do a, a service where they, uh, they, um, they can come out and rescue your confined spaces in your business. Uh, you know, we're able to, we're able to offer uh, some service, especially on the on the rescue side. Um, you know, and putting the, uh, putting the the right. Uh, uh, equipment in the right location, but get it checked out um, and get a, get something in that you're comfortable with. Get the people practicing it, and uh, then you're going to be uh, you're going to be more than comfortable when uh, when something significant happens. And you know, and people are under a little bit of pressure and they're feeling a little bit awkward about things. You've got a good process in place to actually uh, to actually get the rescue sorted out effectively. Hey, that's all I want to say for now. I'll speak to you soon. So, bye bye now. Thanks for listening to the Interest in Health and Safety podcast. You can follow and engage on Facebook and LinkedIn by searching the Interesting Health and Safety Community or go to www.influentialmg.com. And remember, let's make health and safety as important as everything else we do in business.